You're listening to Authentic You, part of the Jesus Culture Podcast Network. Hey, ladies, welcome to Authentic You. We're back once again, as I like to inform you of every month, just in case you thought we left. This is CJ Leapshire, your faithful host that tells inappropriate stories. And I'm here with Erica Myberg, Missy's friend. Who doesn't tell inappropriate stories? Well, sometimes she sometimes does. Sometimes I do. And we have a special guest today. Mm-hmm. Yay! We have a Lisa Gilstrap. Woohoo! She works with us here at Jesus Culture, and she's pregnant with her first child. <laughs> <laughs> and she makes us laugh a lot. So yes. we had her on to join us. Um, I wanted to share a few things. Number one... I got sunburnt on the 4th of July, and I feel deeply embarrassed because I'm a 45-year-old woman who should know how to put sunscreen on. Well, you're also truly American, and I think that's what you do on that day. Yeah. Except you're not believed. You didn't do a hot dog. I didn't do a hot dog, as you like to say. (laughs) Does everybody hear the way she says that? Hot dog. (laughs) Hot dog. There you go. I love it because Erica corrects me on how I pronounce things all the time, and she has one word she says wrong, so I make sure That is the one she knows. Knows. that I try to say American. It, but you say it wrong, American. I, this is the, I just know that you guys don't do T's. You make a T into a D, so it makes sense to say a hot dog. Mm-hmm. A hot dog. What about hamburger? Do you say, how do you say hamburger? Hamburger. Yeah, no, she just tries to justify why she says it wrong and it doesn't actually work. Hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the other thing I was going to tell you guys is my ducks are huge. Jean, the puffy-headed duck, is the best, um, but they're loud and I'm concerned they don't have enough room to live. And here's something I did not know about ducks. They lose so many feathers. And Lake is deeply bothered by the amount of feathers that are on the basketball court (laughs) that he has to blow off every day. And then I saw we have a net that surrounds the basketball court and it's filled with feathers. Like they're hanging off of it like a wind chime like thing now. I'm all, I don't know if I like that. So... I'm trying to convince Ellie that they should be released to my mom's pond. Mm-hmm. To death. We don't say that. That is what's going to happen. Can they take my little dog with? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ranger, Ranger and the ducks can go, and go live one. at the yes. pond. <laughs> what yes. do you call when your parents send them to the far away? They went to a ranch to yeah. live on a ranch, but really they just died. Yes. They went my parents to totally get, lied to did me. Did they? See, mine yeah, were always did. very brutally honest. Uh-uh. My parents said one dog um, choked. Choke. That's worse than just them. But I think they drove over him by accident. So I don't know. <laughs> so maybe he did Between- choke. <laughs> <laughs> I just know it was a lie. They killed my dog. <laughs> yeah. No, my parents, the worst one we ever had was we lived in a house on a hill and our driveway led up to the house. And we were all standing out there like waving at my dad coming home for some reason. It's not a normal thing. Like it was like, yay, dad's coming home. And he ran over our dog in front of all no. of us. Like it was drama. And my sister went sprinting down the hill because it was her favorite dog. And she's like holding the dog and everybody's yelling, it's going to bite you. I don't know what was happening. Did he die? Yes. And then 
We lived in the country, so we buried it, and then the next day, <gasps> the coyotes drug <gasps> its bones all over. Oh, <laughs> my oh gosh. my gosh. <laughs> no wonder CJ is like... You just say it so So calmly. resilient. Yeah. yeah. It's all the trauma you've been through. Well, I, I am definitely like, I love animals, but animals are animals. So I haven't gotten there I would yet. never hurt an animal like that, but I'm also okay with like... That life takes its course. Yes, animals, yes. you know, like sending my ducks to my mom's pond. I feel like that's the natural area they live in. So I would make sure they have a place to sleep and mm-hmm. a, a place to be safe if they want to be safe. But I can't promise they're the smartest ducks. Gene especially doesn't oh, feel bright. But- he, when he doesn't want me to hold him, he faces the wall. Like somehow he's, <laughs> I can't see him if he's looking at the wall. So is, it does concern me that if he had a wild animal after him, he might just he, face a wall. It's, life is just doing its thing. Yeah. Yes. I would keep Gene if I could. If you could. One duck. But I'm it not sure Gene would feathers. be happy by himself. Mm. We'll see. I'm sorry. Hey, anyway. Yeah. So we are going to talk about motherhood. So we had Elisa here because she has asked us many questions many, along many the way. questions. Um, and Erica and I do not claim to be uh, experts. No. <laughs> but Here's the disclaimer. Yes. We are still learning. But we can share with you um, probably mostly the things we've now learned we did wrong. Oh, yes. And encourage you mm-hmm. that you're just fine. Yeah. And you know what? Even if you do it all wrong, your kids will it's still grow gonna up. It's going to be okay. Hopefully they'll be decent adults. That's my goal. <laughs> it's like be, be a nice person. If I could have three nice people in life that I raised... I'd feel like a winner. You could literally write a book. Yeah, I could. About it. Uh, would that. you guys like to read a book about how to raise nice people? How to do everything <laughs> wrong and get three nice and people. Get three nice, nice people. people. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love it. It's I'm, parenting for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> Let's write that one. <laughs> You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to be, You're gonna okay. be okay. okay. Here's what I did wrong and they're still alive. Yeah. Here's another thing I and did they're wrong. they're doing good. Yeah, yes. they still like me. Yeah, still together. Well, that's yeah. what they tell you. Yeah. Me, they tell me other things. Well, <laughs> me and CJ, me and CJ's kids make fun of her. Oh yes, yeah, it's great. But you guys make fun of me too. Absolutely, I think it's a healthy balance. Mm. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You can't have a humble. friendship without. Yeah, that. no. Um, Lisa, tell us quickly um, what you can about your baby. Due date. What you're going to have? I am seven months pregnant, so I have eight weeks left, and it's starting to feel so real and so scary probably is it. Scary is too intense of a word, but right underneath it made me nervous of like, okay, I'm about to be entrusted to take home something that I have to keep (laughs) alive. That breathes Uh and needs me to nurture it. But I'm seven months. It's a boy. It is me and my husband's first, of course. So we are going through all the emotions and figuring it out. And we're Jonathan is a weeping baby. I, Are you serious? Oh yeah. Oh, Any, I could imagine in that. In movies right now, if he sees like a father son or a father daughter moment, he is crying. Oh. It's maybe more also than I am. The at this stress point. of um, youth camp coming up. Oh yeah, because yeah, he's yeah, youth pastor and youth camp is coming up, and the stress is unreal. It's real. So it's it's all real. a lot so of it's crying. All just yeah, tears. Oh, yes. I get that. Yep. And but I, I love that about him. He's all He is a softie. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. my favorite. I'm I like, love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the one thing that I am extremely jealous of, Elisa, oh. right now is literally she can eat what she I wants know. to at all times. It's been two days now I've felt pretty angry towards I her. I like 
<laughs> Last week we went to Starbucks and she had um, banana, banana bread. Yes. I literally didn't hear half of what you said because I was staring at her bread. She That's was. how I and felt I was yesterday like, about how, the cookies. What is she going to leave? Like, is she not going to leave? Like most people leave a little piece. <laughs> and finally she left like two. A little crumb. And I'm like, are you going to eat that? <laughs> I took no. care of that. I took care of that. Yeah. So I'm kind of... The bag of cookies almost took me out yesterday. I was supposed to lead a meeting, and she's like, pass me that bag of cookies. I was all, what? What? You eat cookies, cookies? Yes. Remember, like, right now, all food is our enemy, basically. The age that we are at, it's like trying to figure out, are we even allowed to eat? Is that there? That's what we're trying to figure out. I have the f- shame of craving Burger King. And so I oh, never ate Burger King before so pregnancy, good. but now yes. it is a weekly. My team laughs. They're like, where are you, you going? Eat and I it, said, girl. I'm going to go get King. Burger King because that's what I want. Uh, I'm sure I've shared on here, but I ate Taco Bell nacho cheese sauce. Nothing else, <laughs> just the nacho cheese <laughs> sauce. Can you imagine? And I ate cheese filled hot dogs. Like, there's nothing good in either one of those things. And that is all Ellie was made of. I ate that. <laughs> and that is what she grew on. And she's fine. She's super she, healthy. Yep. She's tall. She's a big girl. Like, I did she a good is, job. She's a tall girl. So Strong. All I'm saying is this natural food might mm, not be all it's good. Be. Yeah. yeah, if you want to grow thing? a big kid. Mm. Yeah. Nacho cheese. cheese. Cheese, and then cheese-filled hot dogs with more fake cheese. That's fantastic. Maybe oh, yeah. it's the fake Maybe cheese. The, I think it's the cheese. I did make a lot of cookies also. You were telling me that you were craving something else. I can't remember if it was lake or... Lake, I what? ate a lot of watermelon. Mm-hmm. And well, with Raya, I loved Cold Stone, and I would get extra <gasps> Butterfingers. Oh Sometimes gosh. I'd get a ton of peppermint patties. I need you to just not <laughs> talk about this. And when Raya was born, she had the biggest thighs, and I was oh. like, oh, that is all Butterfingers. <laughs> like, I did that to her. I like, I just that. kept feeding her. But she her. is not like that right no. now. She's a twig. She's a little twig. Yeah. She always was. She came out fat, and within like three months was my... Tiniest baby. Yes. Probably because all I built her up on was Butterfingers when she got in the real <laughs> world. Stopped you, like, her body was like, I don't know how to sustain myself without Butterfingers. <laughs> the mother's milk is not doing <laughs> it for me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you can do a lot wrong and your kids still live. They're going to be fine. Just, <laughs> they're great. Yes, just learn from us. Yeah, right. That's right. Yes. That's why we meet. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, there's quite a few months still left that you can literally eat Burger King because then you're going to start nursing. Yes. And then, it's and then I hear you got to 50,000 calories oh, a day yes. that you need. So those you got another year of Just that. Which eat I, it, like, girl. I got to really work on my heart yeah, attitude I'll towards to or the way We could just eating. both get pregnant and then we can eat whatever oh, we want. What if I can just we think do this I'm going <laughs> to, I think I'm pregnant. That's powerful enough for me to eat like a, a horse. <laughs> Yes. We could grow bellies like we're pregnant. Mm-hmm. I have no really been know. thinking about the thing about you're really hard to kidnap when you True. have a lot of weight on you. I have been considering it the last two days. You're worried I about being kidnapped? I actually have started that eating plan. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just my period coming. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> One of the two, but I'm like... Okay, I'm actually starting to have issues where all I can think about is cake right now. And I don't know what's going on, so we need to skip the uh-huh. topic. <laughs> 
It's taking over my <laughs> it's brain. It's taking no over the food. food. Let's, let's just jump into <laughs> so, motherhood. We have had some requests to talk about motherhood, yes. which made us laugh because we do not feel like we are experts, but I guess a few people have been encouraged in the past. So we are here to answer some questions that were on social media, and we had Elisa on to bring mm-hmm. any questions she has. I've and got them. We will do our best to answer honestly and... Just from our life's experience. Yeah. And yeah. just remember, we don't know much other than... So far, our kids have survived, mm-hmm. and they still like us. They do. They do. Almost <laughs> too much. Uh, that, that is true, too. Yeah, like we're a little bit like, hey, like when are you moving out? Yeah. Do you when guys want to mm. not sit right next to me and <laughs> you space? Go, you got any friends? No, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, okay, let's just let's take us in. away. Here's an easy one. I thought it would just be fun. Someone wrote in and asked what your favorite thing about motherhood is besides watching them grow. I actually don't love watching them grow because it makes me sad when I think about them leaving. But I probably love, I just love them we're all together. When I actually mm. have moments, and that's been since they were little, like a moment we were all doing something together to... Um, all the way up, like when they're sitting with grandparents for me and I get to sit and watch them interact with people, that's, it fills my heart with good things. Hmm. I obviously think, you know, since we're older and have older kids, we have more to look back on when, yeah. when you're young, you don't mm-hmm. have a lot yet. But one thing that has been fun and stays fun for me is um, watching them overcome something that was hard for them before mm. like and that that is growth but just I do like watching them mm-hmm. grow as people and in their um, personalities and how they interacting with other people all the things I it's really cool to see yeah because them coming into their own and working on things and seeing a good outcome that's kind of cool yeah yeah, it's awesome. That's super cool. So we have this question. She's transitioning into motherhood. She's in her 20s, but she's dealing with FOMO, fear of missing out. Do you have any tips on that? And then even she kind of partnered it with new mom identity crisis. How do you kind of, you're transitioning into a new identity almost of being a new mom. How do you process through that and the fear of missing out on things because you're now in a different so season? So I assume she's, she's pregnant and is going to have a baby first. Or, no, just she, make, or she just became or a yeah. mom. She, mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah. became a mom. I was probably, we've joked about this because... I didn't have any friends that had babies, so I didn't have anybody that I'd watched before me, and I only had friends that were either single or newly married without kids. So I didn't know any better, and I just took my kid everywhere. So I didn't feel super left out, but I also wasn't overwhelmed by it. I definitely am the type of personality I'm learning now that's just like, just take it. I just drug that baby everywhere. We went out to dinner. We hung out with friends by the pool. Like, But Ellie was the type of kid you could do that with. Yep. It was just a, she did not have a normal baby schedule. She didn't have anything because I was 22 mm-hmm. and we just went where all of the young people were. But I do remember, because she didn't sleep at night, so I do remember thinking I had ruined my life for the next 18 years and 
definitely struggling with how I would ever function fully normal mm-hmm. without sleeping. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was a big thing I had to come to terms with, like, am I going to be okay? And I did cry a lot about 18 years. I don't know what I thought would happen once she turned 18. It was mm-hmm. like, you're done or something. Mm-hmm. But that made sense when I was 22. But I did, I just, I will say, you can do what you want when you are a mom. You don't have to miss out. It's, yeah, it's really what, how you make it happen. Some people, you know, love like that routine they have at home. Baby takes the nap all the things, but you get to figure out what works for you. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a stay at home with my babies type of person. I was like, everybody's at the park or my friends, they really like to shop. So I took my babies in strollers shopping, me and why my friends shopped. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm like, you could be, you could be limited if you want. Yeah. And enjoy staying home. But if you don't, make it work. Figure out how to strap that baby to you and yeah, out there. you and I have completely different personalities and I did the same thing. Yeah. Like I can't, mm. I do have to say the first six weeks of every, every baby was the worst for me. I did not like the, the first six weeks, especially with my first one with Ruben, because my body went through war to get mm-hmm. that baby out. And I had baby. a 10 pound baby <laughs> that I pushed out and war zone down there. I had a little what do you call it, that round pillow? Like a donut? Yes, that oh, went with me every week because yep. I couldn't even... But let, let me tell you, I dragged that, that donut with me to the mall. So if you want to get somewhere, you just mm-hmm. pick up your donut and your baby. And yeah, so the other than the time that you take to heal, where I you know, can't go anywhere really... Mm-hmm. Uh, every day looked like uh, maybe I washed my face at 12 o'clock or put clothes on, which I thought was pretty good. And then I planned something, like even if you just go to the store oh, yeah. and come back, because that in itself, I I can still remember the first time that you make it out there by yourself and make it back home. That felt like climbing a mountain. <laughs> and you deserve a medal, yeah. basically, mm-hmm. because this is... Something that you haven't done before, but I got my uh, my first one. I was twenty seven when Ruben was born, so not as young as you. So I wasn't the first one that had kids. But that's what you do. You start hanging out with other moms because everybody's in the same boat. And then my single friends, those like th- that love you, come to where you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't like those are the good ones, the yeah. good friends. Oh, yeah. They will come. Many people just came and hung out while mm-hmm. I do baby things. Mm-hmm. Or we, you know, South Africa, we loved our coffee shops and all the babies play in the back or yeah. stuff like that. So you make it happen. And then, of course, the golden rule is standing and waiting at the front door at five o'clock for dad to walk in. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's what I did a lot. The pass On a off. rough day. If I oh. spent the whole day at home, there wasn't anywhere to go, right? It didn't work out. Then yeah. I'm waiting at that front door and poor Renier, but he did it. <laughs> I mean, that's when I could get a moment to go to the store yeah. by myself or whatever. You figure it out. Banning used to come home tired and I would hand the baby to him and he would kind of be like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Like, and I, my one argument that always shut him down was I said, I know you've had a long day. Did you go to the bathroom by yourself today? <laughs> and if his answer was yes, 
then and that he was took it. that baby. It's surprising <laughs> that he didn't learn. Yeah. yeah. It's like, nope. Well, because I, I, everybody went with me. Let's just be honest. Yeah. When a man goes to the bathroom, it's not like it's 30 seconds. No. You know, so no. that meant mm-hmm. he got a solid 10 minutes he got yeah. alone time. in the bathroom. Yeah. I'm like, that's all I need. That's, you hold that baby. I'll see you in 10 minutes. Just give me give some, me some toilet time. time. I'll be back. <laughs> and the truth of everything is that you are not missing out. No. Yeah. You are just um, stepping into a new life phase. Yeah. And mm. it's by God's design and there is grace for it. And it takes a little bit to figure it out and yeah. that's yeah. okay. And a big part of it is you are so hormonal. You're not thinking straight. Your body isn't. So there's yeah. so much that you're actually navigating and we are here to tell you it does end. Yes. And I also mourned the t- uh, movie thing. I literally felt like I am mourning those days when we had no... Sk- and that's after I got the baby already. I was like, oh, yeah. there's no turning back. I love this yeah, person yeah. to death already. And I feel, am I ever... That's funny, the movie yeah. thing. Am when I you- ever going to go again? And then you feel guilty for thinking that. And you know what? We figured out a way, like you, you take the baby to the movie. Oh, when or- I figured out I could go to the movies yeah. with my baby and it wasn't stressful because when they woke up, you just nursed them. And it was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we could go to the movies again. <laughs> this is awesome. And that was way before they turned 18. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> My life was only actually ruined for about seven weeks. Exactly. Instead of 18. <laughs> when it hit seven weeks, I was like, oh, I can do this. I like this. Okay. And I yes. think if you can take a moment and go, who am I? Like, for me, it was a big thing of recognizing I wasn't the type of mom that liked to be home all the mm-hmm. time and that that was okay. Yeah. So, how do I fit in the things that I enjoy as I'm a mom? Yep. And then, that really helped. And being honest with your friends, like, could you, I do, I had, the, I had friend time at grocery stores and they would just walk with me with my amazing children that never threw a fit. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Never. Yeah. CJ, you touched on being afraid and this is something that I think I've, un, I'm unpacking pre-baby, mm-hmm. but for me, especially on Instagram, because I'm be in the new mom phase, I'm getting all these reels or posts. And I think it's been beautiful probably for people that are walking in motherhood of like seeing the realness of motherhood, but it's almost been discouraging for me if oh. that motherhood is like horrible. And it's this like thing that you're, you do it by yourself. You don't have mm. help. You're alone. You need wine or you need other things to like make you feel better. And it, it felt overwhelming where I'm like, oh, I can't watch this. But I realize it's like I have a fear that I'm actually not going to like or enjoy motherhood. Um, How do you navigate walking into that with fear? But then also now that you're on the other side, when you look back to some of the fears you had, are they as big as what you thought they were? Like where? Oh gosh, none of them. None of them ever panned out to be anything as big as I thought they were, even big things yeah. that do happen, that are hard, that you walk through, yeah. none of them were actually as big as the fear felt. Mm. You know, like I remember the first time Banning left on a trip and it was just me alone with the kids and like, how am I going to do the middle of the night feedings by myself? And what if the two-year-old, the three-year-old gets up and is ha- what if they, she has a night terror and I'm down in the garage with her and the baby needs me. How will I do this? And then there just was always grace and it was okay. And I am a huge proponent of, this is the way I do life. 
I think the Lord has something for us in every mm. season we go through, if you ask. And I, I look back and, you know, there were times that I was home that were, it's not my favorite to be home all day, but I walked closely with the Lord and found joy in like, mm. this is going to sound silly, but little things like, that's where my love of burning candles came from. And, you know, then it was like, I had this when I'd walk downstairs and all of a sudden it smelled like a smell I enjoy. Or yep. um, I actually started um, cooking and I'd never really cooked before a ton. And I started finding this like, oh, I really enjoy this. I don't like to cook now, but there was cooking it for a season when I was home that I was able, you know, if you slow down and go, okay, I'm in a space I don't love, but what can I love while I'm here? Yeah. What can bring me joy? And I always feel like the Lord was so faithful to show me. Like, actually, there's a part of you maybe you don't even know that's in there. There's something I have for you right now. And it's funny because I look back now and the things I did then that I enjoyed are not necessarily the same things I do now. But I feel like if you look, there's joy in every season. I think there's nothing like kids to actually keep you in the day-to-day. Like, because they their needs are here mm-hmm. right now, yeah. and it's very, like, in your face. And it kind of pulls you away from some of the things that you think you're so afraid of, some yeah. of the big fears, yeah. because they... They, their worlds are very, very small and you are their everything. Mm, so yeah. like you kind of forget about those big fears because you're busy raising your little kid and or kids and taking care of their needs in the moment. And, mm. and I think it's, it's a good thing. It's not yeah. like that's like I sit here and I, I can't even remember big fears. My biggest things was like, what if they throw a fit yeah. and I can't get them under control or whatever? And it's so small in the bigger scheme of things, you know, and and we survived it all and they were fine. And you meet strangers on mm-hmm. the way that mm-hmm. are very kind and you meet dorks, people that are not <laughs> kind. And I look at them and I'm like, for, like you forgive and you have to wipe it off. And I'm also like, it, it, it motivates me to like, I don't want to be like that. When I'm an old lady and things, I want to walk around and be graceful yeah. and look at a mom with a, with a, where a kid, like this is what we make a point of when we go to the store or whatever. You hear that, you, you're like, uh, like like any mom, if somebody yells, mom, all of us, no matter what age <laughs> oh, yes. you are, you look around, what, what, like, did somebody call me? You know, it's like, but in the same way, if I hear, uh, young, you, you can hear my, my husband and I were like, oh, that's a really young baby and they <laughs> cry. And I'm like, and I make a point of w- trying to smile and let them know it's, it's all good. It's yeah. all good. We were there. Don't freak out. But you can imagine, like I many times stood at the checkout and you, I'm starting to sweat from my bottom up all the way through my head because my baby is like freaking yes. out. And oh, you that's have the worst. So much going through you. You're embarrassed, you're scared, you're everything. And it just if we could show each other grace in that moment, like it's gonna be okay. We're not put off by it. Or can I I'm help? always like, the weird lady who starts helping that mom unload her groceries or offers to hold her baby, which is even more awkward because most of the time they don't want to hand (laughs) off the baby. But you're like, I more want her to know it's okay. Yep. Like, we've all been here, so 
What would what would help? Should I pay for your groceries right now? How do we how do we get through this together? Totally. Because you've all been there with people just quietly stare at you and you're like, please just Please help me. You know what? This was <clears throat> one of my worst ever things. And we were, so when we moved to America, Ruben was two years old and Chloe was two months old. Mm-hmm. So the, everything is new. And the, the way American parents do kids is a little bit different than we did mm-hmm. in South Africa. We're way more loosey-goosey and all the things. So, so Chloe... Obviously, my kids all walked at nine and ten months, basically. So I went to Costco with this big cart. And Costco is still, again, I'm all by myself. So this is a feat, a great thing already that I'm going to Costco with these two. Uh, Ruben is just over a year. Chloe is under a year, but she can stand. And so she's standing in the back of the... The Costco cart, which for me and the way we grew up and do things, that's not a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. But not thinking like, you know, put them in the thing, strap them down, whatever, because, you know, whatever. So in Costco, this was in Washington, um, she obviously fell out of the cart, basically tumbled out of the Costco cart. Cart. I don't even know if she fell on her head or whatever. She's okay. <laughs> but, well, but, she's mostly okay. She's mostly okay. <laughs> she, she's great. She is awesome. But just um, what went through my mind mm-hmm. and the embarrassment and the fear. And then I had two different ladies react completely differently. The one treated me like I'm the worst mom under the sun and another lady stepped closer to to help and are we okay and you know anyway we I'm like I am so ashamed so yeah, nobody feels yeah. proud when your kid gets hurt no, no and I'm like hey I it's I never think I'm the best mom in the world on a good day you know right. and so a day like that just cements in that Oof. we suck at life kind oh, of thing yeah. and it's just um so like in that moment, I would want to be one of those who can help another woman, another mom. You're okay. You're doing a good job. Stuff yeah. like this mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. It's just life. And and let me tell you, I learned a lesson. I learned very quickly about all these cards. Yeah. This is what you do. I won't put my kid in the back again. No. <laughs> no standing Strap and holding on and having fun. Like And from that point... Costco is not fun for me. Yes. <laughs> Costco is a place where you go to, you try not to smile and you get through and there get, as quick yes. as possible. Yep. Not um, me. I still have fun. CJ and I make her fun. slow down. She makes me, and my husband too, he um, wanders and looks at that's why Costco's that fun. I know. Samples. I know. The she tries anyways. to take the joy out of our life, but we don't let her. No. <laughs> you <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, that's my, and I mean, I can... I can still go through those emotions if I want to of how I felt yeah. in that moment. And anyway, it's just, yeah, we need to show each other grace. Yes. Yeah. Kindness. Yeah. yeah. How did you guys discover a discipline style that works for you, your child, and even your husband? That's conversations John and I have been having, but someone wrote in asking, mm-hmm. how do you find something that works for all? I... Eric and Rainier are more similar, so they yeah. might have a not have had a harder as hard of a time with this. Banning and I are pretty different in a lot of ways. I, I would say when the kids were younger, it wasn't as big of a deal. We could get on the same page with that, but um, 
I do think you need to have lots of conversations and make sure you're on the same page with it because even Banning and I have had to go back with some teenage years stuff and go, mm. oh, you would have done that differently? I wish we would have talked about that. Mm. Or that's what you meant when you were going after that? Like we, th- I thought we were on the same page with it yeah. and it was just slightly different. I mean, I definitely have known people who's one was okay with spanking and another one wasn't. And I think you do need to figure out and get on the same page. And I do, for moms that are home with their kids and the dad has a different opinion, but he's gone all day, uh, you can make them listen to me. Dads, listen to the moms <laughs> and don't be jerks. When it yeah. comes to you think you know more. If they're not there all day, they really need to listen to what you're dealing with. Especially if they don't watch the kids around other kids, if your kids don't know how to manage themselves around other children and the dad's like, oh, I don't want to be harsh on them. I'm like, watch the behavior and yeah. help me come up with a plan together. Yeah. Read books, books. if you can. Mm. You know, dive in to ask people questions. My kids were so different that I had different um, parenting, st- I had to do different discipline for different ones. Yeah. Ellie, my first one, you could look at her and say, hey, you're going to sit in time out or I'm going to give you a spanking. And she would immediately stop the behavior, adjust, and be good. Raya, if you said, I'm going to spank you, she was like, awesome. How hard can you hit me? And then I will then proceed to scream and throw a fit for the next two hours, (laughs) no matter where we are. So spankings did not do anything for her. Being like strong to her just meant like, yes, I have got somebody to fight. This is great, where if I could give her a choice and help her mm. feel powerful, I, she was a piece of cake. But it was a lot harder for me to give choices than yep. it was for me to just say, I'm going to spank you. So yep. she took a lot more work. It was like, do you want to sit on this side of the grocery cart or this side of the grocery cart? And she'd be like, this side. And if I did that the whole way, we didn't have a fit. But if I said, you're going to sit down and be quiet, she was like, oh, really? Uh -uh. Now I'm going to scream and I'm going to throw things at people that walk by and I'm going (laughs) to... Anything you could imagine, she would do. Like, it was awful. But so I I do think it's important you and your spouse get on the same page. Yep. Oh, 100%. I mean, whatever it is, I think... Talk about a house divided cannot stand. Yeah. And I would, I never ever wanted to create a home where we uh, put the parents against each other. Like for me and Renier, that was extremely important. And even now, when they are young adults, I'm like, no, like I either push them to go talk to dad, mm-hmm. or if you need help, I will be with you. But we are not going to badmouth each other. Um, with the kids, yep. you know, they, because I think it just sends a very confusing message, you know. Um, no, even for me and Renee, we are very much alike and we grew up in an environment um, and then got saved and we were young Christians and so we were going to spank our kids. So we spanked away and did what we thought or could or whatever. And then we moved to America and spanked away and but America makes you a little bit more scared about doing it because of the way um everybody is pretty opinionated Mm -hmm. and have things to say I mean it's just more out there than where I come from so it's cultural it's a Mm -hmm. cultural thing and so we stood strong and all the things but then I remember we got a pretty wobbly when we um 
moved from Washington State to Reading, and but this is part of God's walk with yeah. us, where we encountered loving your kids on purpose and this whole choices thing. Because up until then, it wasn't basically, yeah. do you want a big spoon no. or a little spoon? Not anything else yeah. kind of thing, you know. So, But that was our journey of growth for us to encounter honor and loving your kids on purpose. But what was weird too is that we totally lost, kind of got totally wobbly and lost. I don't know what we lost, but we kind of didn't know what to do during those years of actually encountering. We now in um, um, in reading at Bethel, we're learning all these things and we were so thrown off by the choices thing. We didn't know how to do choices. And so I'm sure our kids went for a loop there because mom and dad did not know what they're really doing, Mm -hmm. you know. And so we tried. And then I met you in the process, CJ, and she obviously has known and operated like that a longer time. It was, we were kind we were maturing in this journey. And then slowly getting the freedom to understand that, like we have to find our own way. Yes. Like with all the knowledge that we are acquiring and the things that we are learning, my husband and I need to find our own way mm. and find what works for us, what works for our family. Um, ask, obviously do this with Jesus, ask the Holy Spirit and and learn how to do this because the kids are this. I think what threw us off is because we thought there's a recipe. Yeah. Like the, when you say this, then they're going to respond like this. And then we try it and they are like, no way responding. <laughs> like any of the examples that they gave. And then we're like, we don't know what we're doing. But, you know, it it's because we try to do recipes. It's because yeah. we try to, to take somebody else's formula or take their... Um, Example and it's got to work for us. So, so to acquire that, there's some learning involved. Mm-hmm. There's some growing. There's learning you and letting God speak to us. And more than anything, we probably learn mostly to talk to God about our kids and ask Him because He made them. Yeah. So He knows them, and we need to hear what he thinks about them because we can either get overwhelmed or frustrated or whatever because we don't understand this person in front of us, but he does. And so it forced us to just walk closer with the Lord about our children. And like CJ said, that there is no one kid that's the same. Like we totally had a firecracker, our youngest that still is one today and gave us a run for our money uh, totally and made me cry a lot, a lot, a lot. But I I just learned to spend a lot of time talking with the Lord about her because mm-hmm. I what I did know and believed was that he created her in his image. Mm-hmm. So a part of her, she is reflecting a part of him. And I need to figure that out and ask him, how do I raise this, you know, until there's just, because I understand that, yes, I'm always going to be a mom, but this level of influence that I have between like zero and 13 or 16 or 18, that's limited. Like there is an age thing on there because then it becomes healthy for them. It is healthy for them to seek out 
um, peers at certain life stages versus us. And and we're partnering with God and how to walk them through mm-hmm. instead of making them feel bad. I'm like, no, you are in your 20s. It's a healthy thing you're going through to look out a little bit yeah. and look for peers. The gift is that if we raise them in a certain way, that they actually want our mentorship and they want our input. That's what Renier and I are after, to grow a relationship with them where they choose to ask us yeah. something um, in their 20s or whatever because that is very, very rewarding for us. Um, anyway. The other thing I would say with parenting is I would encourage you to not be afraid to ask people who have done it before because as like, like Loving on Purpose was a huge help for me with Raya who was so hard but even then, I couldn't figure it out without help. Like, so I think sometimes it's like we want to read something and then we're like, oh, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. Well, go talk to somebody. Yeah. Go actually find out what you're doing. Because I remember um, I was giving choices for a while and I was like, I was frustrated. Yeah. And Danny said, well, the choices need to always work for you. It's not about if they want it. It's at what you want. You're giving them choices of what you want done. Mm. And I was like, oh. oh. I totally <laughs> yeah. It was like one choice for me, one choice for the kid. And they always chose their own choice. <laughs> yes. I don't know why. That, I think that, that's what we tried too. And it went haywire. Yeah. I felt like for three years they did what they wanted to yeah. do. And I'm like, this is not working. <laughs> and we get, yeah, so we go through that. And I just remember I had these moments where I'm like, man, if I wouldn't have gone to somebody and asked for help, yeah. And just continue to try to do it on my own. The tension it would cause with Banny and I, mm. because we're frustrated. It's not working. Yep. And then we throw it out the window instead of going, can somebody help me understand what I'm doing wrong here? Yep. And then, you know, then I had Lake who like, I felt like I had to give him like three choices in life. It, it, he just was this really mellow kid. But dear Lord, Raya put us through the ringer. Mm. I cried the first time I went to Costco and didn't have a fit. I literally cried all the way home because I was, I cannot tell you how many shopping trips I left without the shopping basket because I had to tell the workers, Mm. I'm sorry, I'll be back later to get this because she was so hard. But my other two were a piece of cake. So (laughs) they, in different ways, it was just, Raya was really hard when she was younger. And, you know, so I'm like, we all have our, our things. And I would just encourage you, find people to ask, read books, yeah. dive into things. Don't expect that you have all the answers because that's an unfair expectation on yourself. No, I, I can probably say no matter how much you like or don't like kids, I don't think motherhood and how to raise them well is a thing that comes natural. Mm. It's natural to want a mom and nurture. Mm-hmm. That is wonderful. God made us like that. But you're going to have to learn. Yeah. You're going to have to grow. You And you have to be intentional about it because if you just let it be or let yourself just be, it, there isn't like we are That's really all good. where we yeah. are today because we set our hearts. I, I love what the... Bible says, set your hearts on pilgrimage. It's just me. you're always moving. You're always growing. And as a mom, whether your baby is one week old or they're 18 years old, like we're not going and getting anywhere without growth. Mm-hmm. So it's best just to make peace with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we are better when we pursue growth. We are better. Like I have, as hard as it is, it has been 
it is awesome growing with your kids. And it involves a lot of apologizing. Like my kids are all at an age right now where I have to own my reactions. Mm -hmm. I have to own my loose words. I have Mm -hmm. to own because the stuff that I taught them, they're bringing back to me. (laughs) And I'm like, you're right. I let me tell you what's going on inside of mm-hmm. me. This is not an excuse, but this is going on inside of me, and I'm sorry. You you really do deserve my best. Even I, though I gave you the worst part of me, mm. and I get to own that. And and we actually get to do that pretty early on. I yeah. I, I I when I look back, I I wish I knew then what I know now, and I could have done it earlier. But it's I also. I also don't regret anything. I love my journey. I love our process. I love how God redeems. He redeems all time lost, all like he redeems things. So we're walking in the redemption of those years that I thought. And, And another thing is like my kids have something that that. I never, ever, ever had. Neither did Renee, neither did you, CJ. I don't even banning. Like, like we, we were parent. Me and I was parent by parents who, are, are they broken, broken people till today. Yeah. My parents don't walk with Jesus, and I'm like, I don't know what they have done with the heartache and pain inside there. And when we look back, I can see that my mom was never really set up to be the best parent to me because she wasn't parented in a way that, mm. you know, said that like there's so much heartache and pain back generations. Yeah. And, but we are here today and we are living like pioneers and we're walking in redemption, you know, because we have chosen Jesus yeah. because he chose us, yeah. you know. And so, so there, there is all that back there but so it just gives me a different perspective like I every year I walk out with my kids I'm not mad or angry I may be a bit sad but I'm like I'm walking further away from the rough things in the legacy even as the way my parents are today they have left us a legacy and there are things in there that I thank God for that I'm grateful for but then there's other things that I'm like we're stepping further away every Mm. every year and Mm -hmm. I I do it with such gratefulness in my heart not with reaction or they suck I understand that life dealt them a really really tough blow and they did the best they could um, and I can I can love them right there. Yeah. But we have chosen different. We have taken our family in a different direction. You know. So that's pretty okay. powerful yep. to walking that out. Mm. One of the questions sent in was twelve to fifteen year old girls. Any advice? I liked them. At that age, <laughs> it was really enjoyable for me. That's when mine so. were not throwing yeah. fits. Yeah, at they, all. they do reach a point where they, I can't, they 12, were, what grade was that? Seventh 30? grade through sophomore in high school. Oh, yeah, mine, mine, let me, okay, this is, I have thoughts. In, um, I told my kids the other day that I think that middle school, the way they do middle school in America, I think it's not a good thing. That's my personal feeling. I think there should not be any middle school. And we grew up in an elementary school and a high school. So high school, your oh. first year of high school is, it would be standard six, um, eighth grade. 
up until then, everything is elementary school because, like, middle school, it's like these three years of massive change. And you throw them all together in one school. So this is just literally (laughs) this pot of... It's just brewing Mm -hmm. in there and you make them separate from younger and older Mm -hmm. where there's a, in some way, when you just have the two schools and more the ages are a little bit different, like there's a little bit of pressure, peer pressure in a good way too, to start acting like normal people, you know, like... To, because I, I think like we have now taken these three years that are pretty volatile, seemingly in a lot of people's, <laughs> and we just took and made them separate from anybody else, basically, and say, you all go together through this crazy, crazy time with no other influence from the top or the bottom um, up, you know. And I think I, I, don't, I don't see anything awesome really coming from that. I didn't really see it in my kids' life and especially the girls. Ruben, um, he was in a little the Bethel Christian school. Which does so. go kindergarten through eighth grade. So yes, had yes. That. And they mm-hmm. had a wonderful experience like all the way and they and he was great. So And my girls were, were in middle school and my middle one had a pretty rough time and the other one, well, she had your daughter, but it was rough too. She she talks about in her young life mm-hmm. about pain or hurt. It's always in middle school. It's not mm. high school. And so I wish we could, like, I, I think there's something in it yeah. to not have this, um, let's separate you guys through the yeah. most difficult time that your body goes through and your emotions and your mind. Let's separate you and let you all cook together in this <laughs> this pressure cooker. And I, I just think it's better to be part of, you know, have influence from the top and the bottom and be more normal yeah. because that's life. Like we don't um, in any other way take... Like life groups. Yeah. Anyway, that's just my thought on the side. That's a little, just how I feel about it. But I enjoyed, I enjoyed that age because my kids still wanted to do a lot with me at that age and they would share everything with me. So like I just soaked up them enjoying sharing like, and then I opened my locker. When I opened my locker, <laughs> there was somebody standing right here. And I, so it's, I felt like I was like depositing a lot in that time to just yeah. listen and, um, and try to soak in a little bit of their nonsense. None of it was exciting to listen to. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, really? And then what happened? But I, I mean, I agree with Erica. Middle school was just a torrent of emotions always. But... Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that age up till fifteen was really nice. I enjoyed. Uh, we watched the same TV shows, or we would listen. We I could enjoy their music, and I so I just purposed to like watch what they wanted to watch or yeah. listen to what they wanted to listen to during that time and give them a little bit of a chance to um, express that or figure out what they like with yeah. me with them. Yeah. You know. And then my, my one middle schooler, my middle daughter, she had a rough time and she didn't share a lot with yeah. me. So she shares a lot in hindsight. And I'm like, okay, there's another mother of the year prize. <laughs> Not. 
because, but I also like, I love her and I listen to some of the things, but I, I do think some of the things she said wasn't real because it, not, not to devalue it, but I think it is through those eyes mm-hmm. of middle schoolers oh, yes. or, you know, so when she says um, she cut herself and I want to die, but then now we dive into what it was and it mm-hmm. was one little scrape one time. Yeah. <laughs> but the way they bring it to me yeah. or even after the fact, I'm like, you know, I, I want to pass out and <laughs> think, you know, how worst, awful yeah. I was. Yeah, or the worst or whatever. So I'm, I would just say spend a lot of time just staying connected to yes. the Lord and... You know, that just thing of asking how to connect with Mm -hmm. him, like where, how, because there's just a part of that, like, like she says, they tell her everything. I don't think that that necessarily is the norm, that that is what all kids, you were, I loved watching that and I was kind of envious and wished we could do that. But, um, you know, I had a different experience with, especially my middle, middle one, because she, I think had the most regular normal American middle school experience, you know, and, but she is not there today. Right. She is a fantastic 21 year old lady who can look back and, you know, have gotten healing from the Lord Mm -hmm. and actually walks with other middle schoolers and, you know, so God can use absolutely anything and he will redeem it, but. Absolutely. And, and I think oh, they loved concerts and things like that. They still <laughs> like to dress up. Remember those years? We oh, did yes. all the Halloween things, yes. and they dressed up. That's what I mean by that was so they, fun. They yeah. still, a ton of fun. Yes. They wanted to do every holiday. Mom, what are we doing? My no. kids are now. I'll tell you what I'm doing, and maybe I'll show up. Yeah. So <laughs> I have. We we have opposite lives now. Your kids tell you everything now. Yeah. Yeah, they talk a lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. Yes, I, yes, I do, they're awesome. I do love it. Yeah, I would just say be aware of each kid the way they are because yeah. nobody's going to have the same experience. I mean, my two girls were all chatty, but they didn't have the same experience at that age. Yeah, they had different things that were hard. Yeah, and I always look for ways that I can. Be engaged in what they like, mm. not try to have them like what I like. Yeah, um, at that age. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I've heard we've had this conversation a little bit about anxiety. Someone wrote it and asked, "How do you deal with anxiety in kids and teens, or have that conversation, or walk them through that?" My kids, um, Ellie has always been my super emotional one, my first one, so she was very vocal about. She wouldn't have called it anxiety, just stress and all the stuff. So we talked a lot through what's stressing you, tried to give her tools. and But my youngest, my son, actually has really encountered real anxiety about he transferred schools in eighth grade um, and then facing some stuff with basketball. Um, but it's, it, see, they're also different. Ellie is learning tools to walk out day to day. Lake, my youngest, has encountered God in a way, and he was lecturing all of us in the car the other day. <laughs> He's truly banning son about um, we all just need to go and fight for breakthrough for anxiety, and you know oh. he's had it, and um, it all. He still says it happened with Reuben 
at youth group that one night. He's like, so I'm like, oh, so should all of us? Ruben to, is Erica's which son. Which would have been just my son. Yes. So uh, that so all of us should hug Ruben and hysterically cry. Right. <laughs> then right. I think easy, the anxiety easy, will be broken. But he's so he's so banning. But I love that he pursued. He wanted to be free from that. He did not want this to be a part mm. of his life. And I. But what I encourage him because he still has to walk it out. There's other yeah. things that stress him out, but it hasn't taken him into anxiety. But it was a great conversation to have with both my girls and him at the time. Because I said, Lake, there's a difference between situational anxiety when you have something mm-hmm. that stresses you out and causes anxiety. Everybody experiences that. Mm-hmm. That is not... You would say, I'm nervous. Yeah. Or anxious. I'm yeah. anxious. And yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. and that sometimes can last for weeks because, you know, you're starting a new job, you're mm-hmm. moving, you're, that's, makes anybody anxious. That's normal. Yeah. Um, and you have to learn how to cope with that. And that's, you know, sometimes you can't sleep, you're stressed about it. Like it's real, but real anxiety, you don't even know why it's there. You have to work through it differently. And so it was a great moment to validate even in my girls, like my oldest, like, hey, that there's no shame that yours is still, you're still walking it out. Mm. And that it's about anxiety, being anxious, to, you, don't, you don't let it stop you in life. And here you have all these tools. Yeah. We go through the tools to face it each time. And it's been cool to watch my oldest. And she hasn't let it stop her. It definitely tried a couple times to mm-hmm. stop her in her tracks that she is... She, on her own, found a therapist, went wow. after it, and is doing a really good job. But yeah. I think um, also we, our kids are older, so the way the world is kind of the last few years, like, except for like, you know, I didn't have to raise my kids or take them through school, like how the world is in the last, because mm. I think what we experience or see right now is a ton of kids or like on the, they want to put a name to it like a kid has an an anxious feeling or yeah. an anxious thought or a nervousness and they want to label it yeah like you have anxiety you got to get pulse or that's the outcome but and it's a very we know that we are living in a very instant gratification kind of society right mm-hmm. now very labeling of thoughts and feelings but what she's talking about right now, the the one thing that you have to have in order to walk it through like this, you we, we have to have self-awareness. Mm. And and this is what I think as parents, one of the greatest ki- things we can give our kids is to help them to teach them how to grow in self-awareness so that somebody else don't come from the outside and tell you what you're feeling yep. and this is what you are now, but they are able to have a conversation about what is going on on the inside so that we can help. And it's like she said, explain the difference between situational anxiety and stress, which we all have, yep. versus where you you validate your kid and you take them to the doctor and it's this whole process where you like, okay, maybe the outcome is you need something. You need a little yep. bit of help. You need a little bit of me- medication. and And that also always has to go hand in hand with um, developing tools, no matter how young they are. So when my youngest started having major, like we discovered, oh, the younger one is, 
she's tendencies towards major anxiety. If I didn't know a seizure, I don't know what I would have done. I would, probably would have crushed my kid because mm. I would have told her, just get a grip, you know, or the things that she says to me. I'm like, what the... Because my brain doesn't work like yeah. that. And so having been friends with CJ and walking it out, I was able and still do. Like I still ask for help in communicating or listening to her yeah. and validating her when I think almost everything she says I I cannot relate with or I don't know how that feels. Or, yeah. um, But so getting help for me, how to help my kid, figuring out like I, I want to give... Emma, some tools in mm-hmm. her hand because if she is prone to anxiety, then this is something that she will have to walk through the rest of her mm-hmm. life yeah. as an adult. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I can we can work together to to give her tools to help yeah. her to recognize the signs, to recognize what triggers it, to recognize, and that's everything to do with her learning her. Yeah. Not yep. me telling her all this stuff or yeah. social media or friends or people that. It's like, no, mm. and it's um, in this safe place, you get to learn you yeah. because you have to own you. And, you you know, so it's um, just giving them the best possible chance of success. Yeah. I kind of giggle because I feel like this is foreshadowing a little bit, but how do you recover from a severe cold when you have a two-year-old <laughs> attached to you? <laughs> okay, this one made me laugh because I was like, Okay, this is a different generation. And Elisa can attest to this because we've often discussed. Discussed? Discussed? Is that right? Yeah, that discussed. is. Okay, that discussed. sounded weird right Disgusted. <laughs> we've often discussed it. Discussed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that <laughs> Banning and I didn't know what we were doing when we had our first kid. So I gave birth, and the next day, Banning went to work. So, like, Elisa is talking about like the. Paternity, paternity leave. Paternity like, leave. John's getting two weeks. And, yeah. we're, <laughs> and, I, and we're like, wow, what are you going to do for two weeks? Like, come on. You know, like just, you know, Erica had Rainier for. Uh, I had a month. You had a <gasps> month? But what we did is that you could take it within the first year of you working oh, okay. there. So we literally saved all of that to go to South Africa. So you stayed home about a week. Yeah. So the, by the last. Kid- which I almost died when you went back to work for sure. The, by the last kid, Banning stayed home a week, and I was like, "What is this? What? Oh, help for a week? I mean, I had nobody. I didn't. My mom wasn't there. I just he just went back to work the next day, and so I was like, crazy. Crazy. I'm good. But so I do think, and I think there's it's healthier. We're finding a, a healthy balance. Yeah. I, I'm not yeah. like, oh my gosh, everybody suck it up. You don't need your your no, husband. No, he to help. should have probably stayed home. Oh, he should have. Yeah. Yes. No, that's what I'm saying. Banning and I talk all the yes. time. Like, oh my gosh, so we do not hold it up. Like you guys are wrong. Yeah. We were right. But I do think, this is just my honest opinion, women were okay. It's not the end of the world if you can't lay in bed all day because you don't feel good. I don't know. I've never once stopped when I don't feel good. You just watch more movies and... You camp on the bed with all your medicines, snacks for the kids, a ton of movies. Yeah. Don't leave the bed. Yeah, and the house doesn't get taken care of like before. So you find a way, but... I mean, I used to get Banning and I did have some this is these were the fights we had was because when he would get sick, he would come home, he would put a pillow on his head, wrap himself in a blanket, and shut the door. Mm. And I was like, What, what are you <laughs> yeah. doing? And I said, You realize you got that cold you have from me. 
Like I had it this whole week. I have not once laid in the bed and just taken care of myself for a few days. Yep. Now, I will say that if you can, if you've got a husband that'll just take care of the kids, more power to you. I never had that. And I've, I haven't died yet. Like I was fine. <laughs> But I am, Erica tells me all the time, I am a little bit. You are a little intense. I'm a little tougher than the average. The bar is really high. Yeah. Yes. You talk about your migraines and you're like, yeah, I just, they're debilitating, but I just keep moving through my day. <laughs> what am I going to go? Go I'm home like, and go to sleep. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I just, <laughs> I mean, where for a while I would puke with my migraines and I would just pull over on the side of the road, road puke out of the car and go home. And Erica would be like, I'm like, I threw up in the neighborhood. She's like, what? I'm like, don't come to my house, sister. (laughs) No, she is, um, I don't think I can do what you do, but I found my way too, because he Mm -hmm. was at work work and he Mm -hmm. couldn't necessarily come home all the time. So you... Like it, the things that seem important, mm-hmm. they, it, like because I like a, a house that's in order, I like, yeah. and you just give up on that yep. and you tr- figure out a way how to keep yourself and the kids alive yep. and somewhat fed. And if you have a couple of days like that, then you have a couple of days like that. And anybody who is blessed and fortunate enough to have friends or family nearby, I'm like, this is when you dump the kids on grandma <laughs> or aunties or uncles and all the good things yep. if you if you can. I mean, in that respect, I also had nobody because we moved to a new country. We left all the grandmas yeah. and the aunties and uncles in South Africa. So when I had those babies, I, I when I had Emma, my third one in America, and my mom didn't come, I didn't know if I was going to be okay. I, I was like, I've never had a baby without a grandma nearby. How do you do this? And we made it through. We, yeah, we did. Yeah, you we, do. You know, yeah. And they are good people. They are friends out there. And I would yeah. just yeah. encourage you, like, sometimes I think we get blocks in our head if we can't stop everything to do it, to rest and recover or, or do it all. It's like yeah. there's no in between. And I'm like, there's a big in between, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and you figure it out. Like, yeah, the way I did it was um, we, we watched a lot of movies on if I wasn't feeling well. Yeah. Or I found the toys that entertained them that kept them in one room. We didn't we just didn't do all the crazy things. And when dad came home, he was in charge of cleanup because mm-hmm. I you know, so it's yep. not like I didn't do things to take care of myself, but I just I don't know, I never could just stop yep. watching the kids. So and I always recovered. Yeah. And when yeah. you come out of the fog, then the kids are like, oh, mom's back. Yeah. Because then suddenly it's routine and yeah. law and order again. There was and they lo- had a great time. There was lots of like cookie throwing when you're <laughs> yeah. not feeling good. I did not feel bad about it. Like, here you go. Have that Oreo. Yeah. Shush. Be quiet. Eat out the filling and just throw the rest on the ground. Dad will clean it up later. Do, you <laughs> do what you have to do. Ooh, and it's also great. I, it was also required if... If that happened, Banning had to either cook dinner or bring me home dinner. Mm. So I did require things. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do everything. You still had? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think, okay, this one, I just think it's great. I feel like it's the good last question. I feel like it's an easy answer, maybe. I don't know. But the question is, can't we all agree that we all do parenting differently and we are all still good moms? Absolutely. 100%. Here's a great example. My sister, who I love and adore, 
I watched her when I was a young mom, and her kids all slept in her bed. For I swear, it felt like they were like 45 still sleeping <laughs> in her bed. Obviously not really, but that's how it felt. And as a young, early in my 20s, I was like, I will never have my kids sleep in my bed. Oh my gosh. And then I had a kid. And for some reason, my kid wouldn't sleep in their own bed. I don't know why, because I had already planned in my head that they, that they would. would. Yep. Um, but I remember watching, because my sister's nine years older than me. So I got to kind of watch things happen fast forward. And you know what? All of her kids are just fine. They all sleep in their own bed as adults, <laughs> and they all have great lives and are great functioning adults in the world. And none of that hurt them, even though in my smart Alec, 21-year-old mind, it was going to ruin them for life. Yep. So... I've, and I've watched so many people that you think, oh my gosh, I would never do that. And their kids are just fine. And I look back at things that I would have thought I would never do that. And my kids are just, just fine. fine. <laughs> I think as much as we want to say our kids are all unique, like every mom is unique too. Absolutely. Yeah. Because That's God great. made us uh, so different. Mm-hmm. Like you and I couldn't be more different. Yeah. What we do is we encourage each other. We mm-hmm. learn from each other mm-hmm. all the time. You help with my kids. I help mm-hmm. with yours. And I I think we meant to do this together. Yeah. Yeah. If you're yeah. not like one of those, in part of one of those cultures where all the grandmas and and the aunties and everybody live together, mm-hmm. you know, we have to make our own family. Yeah. We have to find them. We have to find our own tribes. And I'm like, spend the time grow that because we, I am a better mom for having CJ in my life Mm. and helping me with my kids. Of course you are. No, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I am too. That I'm harsher sometimes. (laughs) I would not be way more of a softie, but CJ helps me set them straight. She's like, they can do our things. Yes. (laughs) And I'm like, don't be so hard on your kids, okay? (laughs) They are normal and CJ's, you know. I'm like, Why? Why High standards, yeah. No, we are. We make each other better. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and we are unique. And God, it's important to remember that He anointed you to be the mom mm. of the kids that are in your home, whether yeah. they adopted or fostered or you gave birth to them. He anointed you uniquely yep. to parent them. But He's all about family, and it's just wisdom to do this together. Yeah. So go mom away. You got this. Yes. And for all you single ladies out there, be careful what you judge when you see the other moms (laughs) because it may come back and bite you. Yep. (laughs) Thank you for listening. It was always, it's always great to hear from you. There's so many questions we didn't get to. We might have to do a motherhood part two if enough of you want to hear it. And also, um, I think we'll do a podcast on irrational fears <laughs> because yes. I think bit. it would be entertaining to hear yours and for you to hear mine. Well, so. and mine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everything is about CJ. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to our podcast, and if you like the show, be sure to leave us a review. Connect with us on Instagram at authenticu.ay. We would love to hear from you.